Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Shoemaker and Keith Quinn. Good morning and welcome to Talk Money here on AM 990, although I probably should have said welcome a few minutes ago, (laughs) not realizing we had a hot mic. Just a little technical difficulty, you know, (laughs) and it happens on live radio and... uh, you know, we just apologize for anything that uh, may uh, may have been incorrectly stated. I don't think or, I said anything. Well, I don't too think bad, you said but, anything, uh, but yeah. I'm sure everybody's thinking, <laughs> what, "What's going on? What's going on?" But those things happen, so we do apologize, and uh, that's just uh, part of doing uh, what we call live radio. It absolutely is. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. Uh, Jim, <laughs> and good let's morning. Start with a good foot. You know, we have some facts. We we've kind of got this segment of the program where we're talking about facts and. Um, I, I want to throw a couple out. I know you've got a few, too, but the it's all economic or, in some cases, maybe something that's not quite economic. But um, uh, when all 500 companies, you know this, when all right. 500 companies finish their reporting for the fourth quarter this year, the 2014 earnings, it's anticipated. And let me make sure that everybody understands. It's anticipated right. that the full-year 2014 earnings for the corporations that make up the S&P 500 now – Everybody knows that when we talk about the S&P 500, that is a segment that's domestic equities. When you talk about a balanced portfolio, that is not part of, you know, it, you're going to have domestic equities in a balanced portfolio, but it's not the entire portfolio. Exactly. Just 500 of the largest companies in the U.S. That's right. We'll total, here's what they're talking about, their corporate earnings will total $109.50 per share. Here's the key, an all-time nominal and inflation-adjusted year-end Record. Record. Record earnings. That is great. Well, that's good for, I think what it says is the stock market's had a very solid five-year run, and we're seeing that culminate maybe at this end of this period. You know, December, it, we don't know what's going to happen in 2015, but Bob Dahl next week. Absolutely, and Bob's his, always got a great idea of what's going to happen for the next 12 months. and he'll talk about his 10 predictions, and I think that's good. Another thing, though, workers, here's the problem. If we got all the corporate earnings are going, what about that general worker? We got the, the, the inflation, looking at inflation, the average hourly earnings of an American worker has increased 1.9%. 1.9% over I mean, the last six years. Think about that. It's up from $21.98 to $24.57. That sounds pretty good, except the fact that the inflation is up 1.9%. So in reality, buying power for the worker is flat. Has stayed flat, and that's not good. We do that's want to see some good. inflation on wages. We want wages to grow more than that, and that's been one of the issues in the recovery. Exactly. Thought about this, though, when you think uh, another fact that I think everybody likes to know is how many people work for the government? How many people work for private sector companies? Uh, we're trending in the right direction. Eighty-four percent of the people that go to work every day literally work for a private sector work company, for the private not sector. for the you know the government. That's a that's a, another big number. And we need to keep that in that range. You know, I'd like to see it trend actually where more people are working for private sector and less for the government. And we've talked about it a lot that the employment markets, the labor markets, have improved a lot over the last several years. You know, we're adding more jobs, but we still have a problem with a lot of folks that are unemployed. Absolutely. And here's the thought. If you're unemployed, 
<laughs> you got an opportunity because here's the key. There were 4,972,000 job openings in the United States as of November the 30th, 2014, up from 900 up up 982,000 from the 3.99 million job openings as of 12-31-2013. So there's some so jobs out there. we got some jobs. I mean, that's a pretty good substantial amount, 4.972 million jobs. That's and, good. And another thing, again, as we've talked about in the past, a lot of those are skilled labor. So sometimes we have the problems that people have been out of the labor force. They've lost that training. You've got to get them back into the labor force. Still an issue, but definitely improving. Definitely improving. Well, I know we've got a great program coming up because we're going to talk about some things today that are fundamentals for young couples or middle, you know, that, that middle section of people. That Absolutely. Thinking, you know, what am I going to do about college education? What am I going to do about retirement? Well, the two guys we've got with us today are really going to talk about some of the basics and really important things for everybody. So let me say who should be listening. Here's the one, that young couple, that middle group. You know, the young couple, maybe the 40s. Definitely. And then the older couple that's got that, you know, they got those young people that are now stepping out, you know, leaving the right. nest. They ought to pick up the phone call and say, hey, listen to this program. They definitely should. Of course, we're talking about Dane Williams and Nathan Powell, and they are going to be talking about a seminar that we do that they're going to be doing coming up in February. Uh, and it's called a financial boot camp. It's addressing these fundamental issues, the broad strokes of what you need to think about when it comes to financial it's planning. It's the basics. It's the basics. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker on AM 990, The Voice of Memphis every Friday morning from 8 to 9. Let's see what's going on around town with traffic and weather. Check out how the market is looking before the bell in New York with CNBC. But stick around. We will be right back with Dane Williams and Nathan Powell. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Contact Haley Kemp at 901-757-5757 or email at hkemp at shoemakerfinancial.com. Thank you for joining us here on AM 990, the voice of Memphis. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. And we have something going on next week. Starting on the 26th, we have five high school Class financial classes uh, in our high schools in the Germantown and at Briarcrest. Right. There's an excuse me six 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 six. Yeah, six high school class groups. I mean, so we have six teams. Six teams. There you go. That's the best way to put it. Six teams, and we're going to be offering a competition. I like that. I like this. This one. is not football. This nope. is not basketball. These are the guys that are in the finance classes, the business classes at these schools. And on the air, we're going to be interviewing the, the teachers, the students. And, but for the next six weeks, starting Monday, we're giving them $100,000 virtually. <laughs> Let me cap <laughs> So that means it's $100,000 that we want it back. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're going to be investing it. They're going to be demonstrating to us kind of the, you know, their future investment mindsets, their future CEOs, their future <clears throat> Consultants, exactly you know, these right. are the future guys, and uh, 
we're looking forward to it. They're they're Germantown High School in Briarcrest. They're all set up and ready to go. Kind of explain to them exactly what's going to be happening. Right. So they're going to, as you said, get $100,000, be able to invest Virtually. that. Virtual $100,000. Be able to invest that in the market over the next six weeks and to see what kind of returns they can get. You know, with the idea that they're going to learn a lot about the market, you know, obviously it's something that we deal with a lot. You know, a great example is when you think about fundamentals, you think about investing, and you've also got to take into the things that you can't quantify, like the, uh, the European Central Bank yesterday, you know, came out with a massive quantitative easing program. 1.1 trillion euros. So these are the kind of things that are, you know, that, that affect investing, uh, but that go beyond the, you know, the, the fundamentals of the company. So it'll be really interesting for them to get that experience get of being the, in the market. The, yeah, get the experience. And I'm looking forward to talking with the teachers and the students as they tell us how, what, you know, how they're making decisions. How they're making their decisions. It'll be very things. interesting. Yeah. And that's going to be starting next week. And uh, it'll be Briarcrest and then uh, Germantown High School. There'll be six teams, and we'll keep you posted. And on we're going to have them on the air, do some and, interviews. And they got surprises. And a prize, and that's not virtual money. That's not virtual money. <laughs> there you go. Very good. Let's talk with these two guys here uh, about the basics of um, – I guess what we'd say, family finances, uh, you know? I, mean, I think if, that's a, a good way to say it. And uh, how they put things together, because these guys do a, this is a seminar that they do. And uh, in fact, they've got a seminar. I guess, Dane, I'm going to talk, start with you. The seminar you've got coming up, guys, will be at the office. It's the 20, 26th the, of February. 26th of February uh, at 6 p.m. So somebody ought to just write that down, put it on your calendar, the 26th of February. These guys will be walking people through some very basic fundamentals. It's called financial boot camp. So literally, I guess, Dave, tell me what that means when you say financial boot camp. Yeah, it's a seminar we designed. Where we were really trying to, to educate folks on some of the basics. Uh, we understand that in, in the time period that we've got with folks, we're not going to be able to teach them everything about all of the topics. But it gives them a great opportunity to, to ask questions about things they're concerned about when it comes to some financial matters. So when you say basics, let me let me clarify basics. <clears throat> yeah, what, what we do is we're going to bring in experts from different areas uh, that they are working in those areas every day of their life when they're in business, whether it's investments or insurance real estate, debt, and budgeting. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to provide an overview of these topics just to make sure that we can we can establish a base-level knowledge for so, some families. So these guys are going to have an opportunity to get to ask a lot of questions. Ask a lot of questions. I know you've got the uh, Mark, is it Stouffer? Uh, he's Correct. Gonna, uh, you know, he's going to be your real estate guy this time, going to really dive into, because sometimes you're talking with some of these people making their first investment, and it's their biggest investment. A lot of times it's your home, and that's a very, very detailed thing. They need to know what they're doing with that. Absolutely, and it's great to get him in front of Mark because uh, he's just so knowledgeable about it, and they can really pick his brain about all things real estate. So, again, for those listening, if you if just write it down, it's uh, February the 26th, and it's at 6 p.m. at the office in Germantown. It's 2176 West Street. And uh, if you want to find out more about it, uh, just call the office, and it's 757 757- Five seven five seven. Nathan, welcome to the program, sir. I believe is this your first time you've done a radio show with us? Yes, sir. It is very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the program, sir. Uh, I, I guess when we talk about the idea of families, I know you're a, you have a, a, a young son about seven months old, and as a young family member, tell me a little bit of what you think you know concerns. That, that financial concerns, I guess, that are facing families today. That's right. That's a great question, Mr. Shoemaker. You know, we 
my wife Ashley and I, we do have a beautiful seven month old son now. We also there's a we you know, and six, I saw him the other day. Yeah, and I have to admit to you, he does look like his mom. Though. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good thing. This is, this is right. a good thing. But that's that's a, that's a very good thing. Yeah, when, when we say he's beautiful, definitely takes after his mother in, in that respect exactly. for sure. We also have a sixteen year old daughter, so we have kind of both ends of the spectrum Absolutely. there. You know, when we're thinking about the future, we have. You know, one that's very close to uh, exiting out of high school and then another that we're just getting started with, you know, thinking about his future and what's going, what's it, what it's going to entail. You know, when when uh, Dane and I were putting this uh, seminar together, you know, we look at you know, our experiences and say, you know, what are we seeing trends that are concerning you know, families out there? And what, some of the, uh, the kind of the hot points there that we're seeing is your know, families are wanting to know, you know, good strategies for addressing debt, very interested in how the market works, you know, what are the first steps when we're wanting to start investing for future goals, for college, all those types of things. Um, Also, you know, the insurance world can be very daunting. There's so many, you know, things that are out there available for families now. And, you know, what, what are the needs that we're going to need as far as insurance is concerned? And, you know, I mentioned it again, but, you know, college is always a, a big pressing well, yeah, concern. Absolutely, because, you you know, you can either end up with an enormous amount of debt or have done the planning. Uh, and, again, we see that as being extremely important in the families. Today. Extremely important. And when they're talking to these young families, Jim, I know, you know, a lot of times there are occasionally you will have people uh, that come into the office. And I know you have have had clients that are, you know, that are older and you start thinking about retirement when you're in your late 40s and 50s. That's a tougher planning proposition. When you start with these families, when they're starting to think about investing, starting to think about, you know, how do they protect their families through insurance at an earlier age, it just makes it so much easier and it can be so much more impactful. I think it's a great thing. Doing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest questions that people have is the insurance question is how much do I need? And again, of course, the problem is what kind do I need? And I know you guys cover that in a great detail, Dane. Absolutely, we do. Uh, there's so many different rules of thumb that exist out there. And kind of what we do is, is we unpack some of those and, and determine how they were, were formulated. But we also kind of cover what the, the basic types of insurance are that, that exist out there that are really needed for every family. You know, I know Dave Ramsey does a great job talking about getting out of debt. Right, his financial budget, piece. His financial and piece it, yeah. and things like that. But do you guys, when you do this seminar, now um, this is not a 15-minute seminar, so you're covering a lot of material. Right, but right. how long does it take, you know, usually for these people when they come to it? We, we've usually run in about two hours, two hours, ten minutes. But we feed you dinner in the process, and we get to hang out for a while. Hey, that ain't bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves <laughs> That's great. Well, it is good. So, all right. I, I really want to know, because I know you dive into the concept of budgeting, the concept of managing your debt. So so help me with this, Nathan. If you're sure. When you walk through this, what are some of the strategies that you look like as far as debt management and, and budgeting? That's it. That's a great question and definitely a first concern that, that faces families. You know, kind of the uh, the foundation of getting your budget under control is identifying those fixed and fluctuating household expenses. You know, what is the cash flow situation looking like? What's coming in? What's going out? Then obviously you want to compare those to to the income that you have and make any adjustments that that need to be made. And when we are helping people who are concerned with, with debt management, you know, there's lots of strategies. And I, I think the the first most important thing to remember is is do something. But some of the uh, approaches that we advise our clients with are, you know, you could 
take the strategy of paying the highest interest rate loan first and then moving on down the line if that's, you know, really, really weighing on you So just start with that debt that's killing you and then work on it and then then go from there. Right. There's no reason to pay excess, you know, money and interest if Mm. you can, you know, whittle it down. I I know in my experience that you can go either way. Some people say start with the smallest one, get it over, whatever you were paying now, comply Mm -hmm. to the next one and just keep moving. And that's kind of an emotional thing, which is important. Which is you feel like you're exactly. Or you can say, look, this one's the one that's hurting me the most. I'm going to concentrate on it every nickel. But getting out of debt for a young couple or anybody really is so, so important. Uh, and I think it's one of those things that is, takes an enormous amount of discipline. And I guess what you guys, Dane, provide is some ongoing guidance of how to do that. I mean, you don't just do the seminar and that's it. You really do walk them through the process. Absolutely. In the seminar, we always leave room for questions at any point. But we understand that sometimes in a group setting, people aren't willing to, to discuss some of their financial issues that they've got going on. So we always leave an opportunity at the end that if they'd like to get together and talk about their situation one-on-one, we give them that opportunity. Well, again, that's so important. I know you're doing a seminar this uh, weekend. Sunday, yeah. uh, yeah, The name of the church? River City Church. River City Church. That's good. And it's going to be just basic biblical principles on money management and debt-based, how to get out of debt, those things like that, right? Yeah, it's it's in the middle of a series they're doing on health, and they've invited us to speak about financial health. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be Ted Miner and myself covering some of these topics, but also tying in biblical principles and stewardship as that's, well. That's great. So I guess, Nathan, you mentioned earlier, too, that there's no single answer to, to getting out of debt or no specific mm. way. We talked about that. Sure. But a couple approaches debt differently. So give me some thoughts just real quick. You said start with the, the highest, the largest one. But what about that person that just feels like they can't get it started? They just, sure. it, it's just a problem. How do you work yeah, with that? Yeah, that, that's, you know, definitely another concern that you see in there. You know, there, there is... Probably not any one best way to deal with debt. Again, it's as long as you're doing something proactive. And you mentioned something else, you know, the the emotional side of, of handling debt. And even if you're able to just look at those smaller debts that you have now with the smaller principles, pay those off, and then take that payment, start snowballing it into the others. I mean, there's definitely something to be said for those personal victories that come with you know, right. being able to cross one of those debts off and, you know, lightening that yoke a little bit of, you know, feeling the strain of that debt on your family. Absolutely. And I think the key is to be intentional about it. I mean, if you if you walk into a month saying, you know, we will save whatever's left over at the end of the month. Well, guess what? Nothing's going to be left over at the end of the month. You know, when you think yeah. about servicing debt, you've got to be intentional about it. And as you said, you know, develop a plan and stick to it. Discipline works. Well, you know, you think about that. Here's one I'll tell you. The Fed had, has, has had profits. I mean, we're talking about this about families, but let's just tie well, it back Federal Reserve, the profits. Federal Reserve. Yeah, they have. They've had some profits. $99 billion in 2014. That's to be returned to the Treasury Department. So that's ninety-nine a, billion. That's a big number. Sounds like a big number until well, that's interest <laughs> income. <laughs> interest. Oh, that's goodness. Largely from the interest that they've gotten. Of course, three point seven trillion of Treasury notes and bonds. So that's where they're getting the money. You know, right? And that's when they purchased that during the quantitative easing that that ended. You know, last October, right? Uh, at the end of October last year, we stopped that. And I want to come back later on. And you, Europe started their first. They have. It's going to be very interesting how they implement it. But over the last six calendar years, from 2009 to 2014, the Fed has returned $469 billion to the Treasury Department, equal to $78 billion a year. 
Pretty good profits. Pretty good profits. So that's over the 18 years. If you think about it, prior to quantitative easing, the Fed returned on an average of about $19 billion. So, you know, up to $78 billion. So, you know, now what are we doing with the money? Well, that's right. You know, and that's just the way the Treasury works with monetary policy. And that's been one of the things that's helped us out an awful lot over the last couple of years. And as we pull back on quantitative easing, then the Bank of Japan, the European Central Bank, they're kind of stepping in and working on that global liquidity. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how it all yeah, plays so, out. So when we're talking about budgeting with these guys, we're looking at the Fed doing that's some exactly budgeting. right. So that's a good thing. Well, when we come back, I want these guys to dive into what they teach when they are doing these seminars on investing, because what we're dealing with here is the basic fundamentals of just being a good steward of what you know we've been entrusted with to manage. And so it's about the young couple, the middle group that age 40, about college education, about retirement planning. I know it's so critical for so many people. And uh, if just reminding everybody, on February the 26th, these two guys are going to be doing this seminar called Financial Boot Camp. And uh, it's just uh, very, very great for couples that are looking to get started or somebody who needs to take that kind of a check and say, wait a minute, what should we be doing and that is so important because many, many times you can get off a little bit, and this is right. kind of where you reboot. That's exactly right, where you can reboot. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. Of course, we're here every Friday morning from 8 to 9. And you can always listen to us in one of four ways, either on the radio, go online, search for our homepage, kwam.com, uh, or go on to the Internet. Internet. <laughs> iTunes, which is what I was looking for. Oh, iTunes will search for the podcast because now we have the pre-recorded shows on the podcast. Great way to listen to a show if you've got some interest in the topic. We are going to go to Charles Osgood for the Osgood file. Stick around. We will be right back. Thank you for joining us here on AM 990. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. And, you know, we were talking about debt a few minutes ago. Then this is thought about the total debt of the United States uh, when President Obama was inaugurated. That's back in 2009. I uh, was, um, I'm just thinking, six years ago. Right. was about a little over $10 trillion. $10 trillion, Big number. That was a big number. And now it's at 17 or almost. Well, it's a little over it's $18 trillion. Right. right. A little over $18 trillion. And that's a good increase of about $7.45 trillion. <laughs> that's a lot of zeros. Yeah, but he slashed the deficit. Did well, you hear that? I know. I know. And that's the average daily deficit of $3.41 billion. $3.41 billion. And Can you write a check for that? Uh, I could. Okay. <laughs> It'd be about, about would, it, would it be any good? <laughs> it would not no, be any good. it would not be any good. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, I guess the thought is that uh, when you think about it, because I wanted to ask you this question. Europe sure. has started something. Our economy, you know, it's our economy is $17.6 trillion, and it's 23% of the world economy. Of the world economy. And uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. It's that global economy. Economy, that big economy, the Eurozone, that's 19 countries that make up the Euro, or the common currency, has a collective economy of 13.2 trillion. And they've just done something that I think is extremely newsworthy. Tell us about it. Right. They, uh, Mario Draghi, who's the president of the European Central Bank, came out uh, on Thursday yesterday and announced uh, what is essentially quantitative easing for Europe. Uh, so they are going to start uh, purchasing government bonds uh, to the tune of about 60 billion euros a month. Uh, that's $68 billion. Uh, and that's intended to run through September of next year. 
Uh, so it's a it's a big it's, it's a, big a big move. Number. It's a shock and awe number, which was good because the market was looking for a big number and Draghi delivered. Now there's still a lot of questions about how to implement this because as we've talked about in the past, even though we have 50 states who are often not pulling together on every issue, well they've got to deal with sovereign countries, uh, and it's really hard to work with all of those guys. So for example, you know whose government bonds do you buy and in what percentage? Yeah. So now they're saying you know they're going to buy bonds in proportion to each country's contribution to the European Central Bank's capital. And this is where it gets really complicated. So you've got to do that. And then what do you buy? And they're talking about buying sovereign debt, bonds of institutions and agencies, asset-backed bonds. So how this plays out is going to be really interesting. Uh, But it is a step in the right direction. It is a step in the right direction because, as we all know, Europe has been kind of in the mud, you might say. Oh, they, they have some real problems, you know, and unemployment's one of the biggest ones, you yeah. know, when they have a lot of the countries, especially in Southern Europe, with unemployment rates around 25%, exactly. so it's uh, some structural I'm problems. I'm looking forward. Next week, we have Bob Dahl, who... We do. Uh, and we have the Greek election this weekend that I forgot to mention. That's going to be a big so thing, So Bob too. can talk about he that can talk next about week. That. And, of course, Bob Dahl is a frequent guest here on Talk Money, and uh, he'll give us his 10 predictions... And then we'll talk a little bit about what he's thinking about Europe. I mean, now, uh, we spent a whole hour last week talking about why you shouldn't listen to predictions, but I would say Bob is Bob better is than most. Good. Yes, better he is really good. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you talk about quantitative easing. One thought, the government has reported in their TARP program. Remember that? The Troubled Asset sure. Relief Program. They uh, produced about $15.3 billion in profit. We talked a little bit about that last right. week. The bailout for the auto industry. Okay. Which was, you know, what TARP was designed TARP to do. TARP was designed to do. Uh, it cost taxpayers $9.3 billion. They, Uncle Sam received about $70.4 billion on the $79.7 billion contribution, you might say. So That's they right. lost so that, about a $9 billion. Uh, $9 billion dollar price tag to keep the auto industry alive. I, you know, we could debate <laughs> that one. <laughs> yes, we could. <laughs> Actually, Dane said a billion here and a billion there after eventually it gets to be it starts adding up to real money. money. That's right. So, Dane, when you guys are talking with people and when you're doing the educational process, and you say two, two and a half hours, uh, and we're talking about doing a seminar called Financial Boot Camp. And again, reminding our listeners, it's February the 26th at 6 o'clock. It's at the office. Give a call. You know, simply just call the office, 757-5757, if you'd like to register. I heard it was a free meal. I can't believe you guys are doing that. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's good information. I've yeah, gone to one, and it was really good. It was good. And so I guess, Dane, I'm asking the question. We've talked about budgeting. We've talked about debt. We've talked about making decisions on how much insurance or what kind kind of insurance to buy, but I know a lot of people ask questions about investing. So how do you guys cover that in less than 15, 20 minutes? I guess? 15 to 20 weeks, right? There's a lot to cover. But, <laughs> That's true. Or 15 to 20 years, guys. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is a lifelong process. There, there's no way we're going to leave you just fully educated on everything, but what we want to get them to understand is some of the things that they may already be working with. A lot of times people get enrolled in their employer's 401K or 403B, a pension plan maybe. And we're just trying to let them understand how it works, kind of teach them the basics of what is a stock, what is a bond, what is a mutual fund, uh, what does it mean to be diversified, and is that a good thing? Is that something they want? Right. Uh, and we teach them about that. We let them know that it's we're not trying to time the market. We're, we're not trying to show them how to make a quick buck, but it is something that if we're focused on long-term strategies, they can get ahead. 
When you say uh, getting ahead, so long term, give me give me kind of the mindset of what long term means. What is that? What are you talking about? I know we talk about short term, zero to two years, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so, mm-hmm. and if it's midterm, you know, I know we go out so far, but you know how how when a person thinks about investing, when you say long term, help me out, Dane. Yeah, when we're talking about it, it's really going to depend on what their goals are. Always, every investment strategy is based on when you're going to need the money. So when we're talking with someone like Nathan here who's got a seven-month-old that's planning for 18 years from now when his son's going to college, that's that's definitely long-term. If we're planning for retirement that for a 30-year-old couple's 30, 35, maybe 40 years away, that's a, that's a long-term investment plan that, that we can handle some of the volatility in the market. Absolutely. Today. Well, volatility is a key word. We've experienced some volatility in the market so far this year. We have and, and expect it to pick and, up. And it's expected to be a part. It is the natural part of the market, and for the last 18 to 24 months, we haven't Felt it like I haven't we, had the, the volatility we would normally expect. Right. So I guess, I guess Nathan, I want to ask you this question. We talked about you know you have a young son, you have a sixteen-year-old daughter. Sure. Um, you know, I guess I'm interested in when you think about the long term, as Dane was talking about. Families have young children, as you do, and they're mm-hmm. concerned with college funding. So, what are some strategies that you talk with them about college funding? That's, yeah, that, that's that's great. You know that that conversation really starts, I think, first in the home. I remember when you know before Silas was born, and you know Ashley and I, we started to try to come up with strategy. What's going to be the best way to get something rolling for him for college? And there's so many options out there. But you know what we want to want to do is get people first to have an idea of what needs to be funded. You know, as a family, are you thinking we want to? you know, fund just tuition, room and board? Are we looking at funding the whole experience? What was your experience going through college? Is that kind of what you want or the expectation you have for your own, for your own children? And to kind of hit with what Dane said, you know, it's also things have to be time bound. So if, you know, we're starting, you know, college funding for a very young son, like, like mine or someone that's a little bit later, you're going to have some different strategies there. And, you know, and, and then also you have to decide which type of college funding account are we going to use and be sensitive of tax implications and what are what's the availability of different investment options. And it's definitely uh, in the seminar, we, we do a, a very broad stroke, but then you know, we definitely want to sit down with with people outside and just get to know them and their situation a little bit better so we can really advise them wisely on what's going to be the best. You know, what I'm hearing, and I, and I heard you said, whether it's college at College funding, whether it's investing, whether it's buying a proper amount of insurance, it's complex. It is complex, and you can. It's a lot of decision making process, and for a lot of people, I remember someone just this week was in my office, and we were talking, and her comment was, "You know, I don't do this. This is not what I do." Right. And I heard. In fact, I've heard it two or three times on the phone yesterday with someone. I, you know, I've got to make a decision, but I don't know what to do. This is what we're talking about. This is helping people make decisions. I know we've got to go to Rebecca. I want to do that, but I want to come back. I want to talk with these guys, their passion, and and how do they help people make decisions? Because to me, you know, it's one thing to to throw up a whole lot of information, just put it on the desk. But how do you help people guide themselves through the decision-making process? Absolutely. Let's take a quick break. Go to the Mid-South History Moment with Rebecca Brazier. We will be right back with Dane Williams and Nathan Powell. Despite its uniqueness, Memphis shares a great deal in common with its southern neighbor, Jackson, Mississippi. Founded within two years of each other, both cities were inseparable from the legacy of Andrew Jackson, who co-founded Memphis and in whose honor the new capital of Mississippi was named. 
Although, like Memphis, Jackson was founded on a river bluff, it is the only state capital to be built over an extinct volcano. Both cities were captured by Union forces in the early days of the Civil War, but Jackson bore the brunt of the fighting and was burned to the ground three times. The very few buildings that were left standing in the aftermath were for the most part either Union Army positions, including the governor's mansion, or structures used as civilian hospitals, such as Jackson City Hall. Today, Jackson is a regional medical hub known for many medical innovations, including the first successful lung transplant. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Thank you for joining us. Of course, Talk Money is brought to you every week by Shoemaker Financial, which has been providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service throughout the Mid-South since 1978. At Shoemaker, it is not about the plan. It's about the results. And speaking of results, we've got something that's going to be going on beginning January the 26th. With our, We are going to be kicking off our first annual high school investment competition. That's all about results. Uh, this is all about results. <laughs> uh, who's going to participate? We're looking at Germantown High School and Briarcrest. It'll be six teams, and it's the business and finance classes at these high schools, and uh, they're going to be given a virtually, how do you do that, Keith? Virtually $100,000. I mean, well, you have a you have a $100,000 trading account that for all uh, appearances and purposes is, is real and money, and it trades be, just like you would trade a regular account they got to the do, their research, they do their own research. You're, you're not going to be buy. coaching them. You're not going to be doing it for them. And, no, volatility uh, I, is their can friend. Can you be bought, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I am absolutely no. <laughs> so we got to keep that. So And Briarcrest is a little, they're a little behind now. They're going to be five uh, five teams out of Germantown, Germantown so if Briarcrest is going to have to so stand up for themselves, really that's, that's right. So they got virtual cash. They got to make their trades. It's on a stock market stim- simulator, and um, they're going to be doing it each week. We're going to let you know how they're doing. Uh, we're excited because it's got to give these young CEOs, these young analysts, these future entrepreneurs, these investment guys. Uh, they're going to be doing some super. I, I hope the market teaches them some lessons. <laughs> You're so cruel. You're <laughs> so cruel. All right. Well, again, we're talking with Dane and Nathan. Dane uh, uh, Powell. Dane, Dane Williams. Dane Powell and, and Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Williams. <Powell. laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> you guys are cruel. All right. We're talking with two guys. This Obviously, um, we're talking about the financial boot camp and Dane Williams and Nathan Powell. Um, they're February the 26th at 6 o'clock at the office. They're going to be talking about uh, how to look at the fundamentals, but yet how to reboot, rethink your, what you're doing in the market, where you think what you're doing with your money. Uh, if you're planning retirement, what adjustments should you be making? This is not just for that young couple. It, it, I mean, it's focused a lot on the young couples, but it's for anybody who just says, hey, I need to rethink what I've been doing. Help me with the fundamentals. And it's so complicated today. Uh, and we talked about it. What kind of insurance do you decide? What kind of uh, college education funds? Right. What kind of uh, health insurance? You know, with all the things going on that. So, uh, you know, they're going to have a real estate uh, guy there about buying your first home. Uh, and I think that's going to be great. That's Mark Stoffer, 
And uh, again, it's just it's just a great way of giving a lot of people a lot of information. It really is. And if you can't make it on February 26th, for whatever reason, these guys will be happy to sit down with you individually. Just give them a call at the office and set up a meeting. And one of the things that I'm, you know, I, I want to ask you this, and, and Dane, I'll go to you first. And, and since I murdered a while ago the name <laughs> stuff, very well, those guys. I've been called worse. Live radio. <laughs> um, but I really, I guess what I'm thinking is, I see a whole lot of people that when we talk to them, it's almost like sometimes they're in a deer in headlights. They really they want to make good decisions. It's they've got to make good decisions. So help me, and I'm going to go over to you too, Nathan, in a second. But how do you help people make decisions? How do you guide people through that process? Yeah, it's it's not as easy as it sounds at first, but luckily it's a conversation we have a lot of times in a given week. So uh, we do this a lot. We really have to, to have to coach people through exactly right, what are your goals that you have for your family? What are you trying to accomplish? And, and do your, does your lifestyle, do the, the financial decisions that you're making line up with achieving those goals? Uh, we want to make sure that all the decisions they're making, that they've started appropriately at appropriate time, they're trying to get something done, and they're working towards achieving those goals at a given time. Because these are not always easy conversations. Well, no, because you have to make choices. That's exactly right. I and mean, you have to make sacrifices. Uh, you know, I mean, choices and sacrifices. College education funds, okay, that's, uh, let's just say you're going to set aside $100 a month. Uh, you know, you have to decide, am I going to do that or am I going to buy the new fishing boat? Exactly. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to take my son. See how you rationalize? I want to take my son fishing on a weekend. Right, yeah. You know, then when he gets to have to go to college, we'll see what we can do. I mean, that's, it's, it's, that's the competition of everything we're talking about, whether it's the 60-inch 60 screen TV or it's the fishing boat or it's the vacation. You know, we make decisions, and I guess you guys are trying to help people guide them through that. And so, Nathan, how, would, how do you see that as being the opportunity for people at the seminar but in just day-to-day life? Yeah, that, that's great. You know, I have a colleague over at the office that I've heard tell a great analogy. And I think we all have some experience working with Legos. You know, I've, I yeah. see that in my in my future coming up, you know, yep. very, very soon. I, yep. I enjoyed it when I was young, too. But, you know, if you're setting out and you want to build some, you know, incredible spaceship or a huge castle, and let's say for some reason the instructions get lost, you're looking at, you know, hundreds, sometimes thousands of of pieces out there and where do we start? What goes with what? How do these intertwine with each other? How's it going to affect the overall result? And, you know, that's really our role is to be that, that coach. I mean, there's, I guess, tons of sports analogies you could use too, but, you know, helping people know where to put the pieces and how they fit together in a very complicated situation. You know, that's so critical. How to, and so I guess, again, for the young couple, it's how to get started for that, couple that's in their middle crisis of their life, they're looking at kids all of a sudden, maybe they didn't do the college planning and they want to figure out what they can do, whether it's budgeting to get out of debt. It's a reset, a reboot, it's a rethought process. And so you guys are there to kind of guide them through that. Uh, One thought for you, I guess I've noticed a little bit just listening to you talk that you guys both seem to be passionate about this. I mean, that it's something, why, what, what prompted you to get into this? What prompted you to get into the, you know, the whole idea behind the seminar? Yeah. Well, when we first started doing the seminar, we weren't really sure it was going to work because it's young families that don't have a whole lot going on. It was our first focus and, and we weren't really sure, but it's something I was passionate about. Uh, I knew that there's, I had lots of friends that were in that stage of life. Right. I just knew a lot of people that weren't making wise decisions, and it's just because they didn't know. They weren't sure where to, to go for information on a lot of different topics. So we said, well, let's create a vehicle that allows them to at least get a base knowledge on several different topics that we see young families making mistakes with. And, you know, that is common. 
all the time. A lot of people get get caught up in it. And uh, I, I I know you guys do it from the approach of a financial planning process. Uh, I guess, Nathan, I want to know, I see that as such a big difference between someone who's coming into the product mindset where they got to fix everything with a product. You guys are looking at it from a 30,000-foot view. What's the client trying to do? That's right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, we're, we you know, kind of a, a theme that we keep hearing, especially in this show, is, you know, that long-term strategy and making sure that, you know, whatever goal that we have, you know, making sure that the investment or whatever we're putting in place is being driven by that goal and not just trying to dump money into a random investment, but, you know, very, being very strategic with the dollars that we've been entrusted with to make sure it's going to have a positive Yeah, most of us don't have a lot of dollars, and so right. therefore we're trying to work through that. So, Dane, do you got a thought on that? Yeah, it's something where we never mention any specific products in this, but it is something where we want to make sure that we talk in, in theories and concepts so that you can wrap your mind around it and the product we can figure out later. Yeah, the product comes when you finally figure out what's really what's really trying to get done. So, I mean, Keith, I'm excited for what these guys are doing. I, I think it, it is a passion. It is. Uh, and from my thought process, when I think about it, it's it's effectively ministering to a group of people that if they're not careful, they do get that product push, that product mindset. And I'm not you know, being derogatory about that. I'm just simply saying it's a nice way of looking at the big picture right. to note, make sure that every dollar you're using is being used in the correct way. Incredibly important how you allocate those dollars. I'm Keith Quinn here with Jim Shoemaker. We're here on Talk Money every Friday morning from 8 to 9. We're going to take a quick break, see what's going on around town. Check out the stock market with CNBC in New York to see if we've crashed already. Uh, as we always talk about, we get a lot of uh, a lot of enjoyment out of listening to the headlines. But stick around. We will be right back with uh, Dave Williams and Nathan Powell. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan, it's the results. Welcome back to Talk Money here on AM 990. Well, you know, we've been talking with Dane Williams and Nathan Powell, and you got that right this time. <laughs> Notice that. And uh, we've been talking about college education fund. I thought I'd read this. The richest college in the USA. You know who that is? The richest college in the USA. I could uh, guess. It's uh, measured by the school's. Thirty-two billion. That's a billion with a B. We've been talking about some. Of That's it. a lot of money. And the endowment fund is big drum roll. Everybody da, da, probably da, da, knows da. this. You're right, Harvard. And uh, you know, we were talking about how you save money for the college education funds with these right. guys. Well, if you're going to go to school that has the richest thirty-two billion dollar endowment fund, that's Harvard University. The school is still going to charge you fifty-eight thousand six hundred and seven dollars for tuition, room, and board and fees. Right. Start saving now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you guys have done a great job talking about these fundamentals, this basic, you know, I I like the term financial boot camp. I appreciate your passion. 
I know you, you've counseled people. You walk them through some very complicated, we call it the financial weeds, you know? I mean, exactly. It is. You get caught up in it. And what happens to a lot of people, they make the wrong decision a couple of times, and so they stop making decisions. So I guess my thought is, closing with you guys, Dane, start with that. I mean, where do you see people? What is the biggest issue you have? And, and, and again, how does the financial boot camp really guide someone through those processes? Yeah, we have an analogy that we use as well. That's that It's almost like flying a plane. Sometimes you're going to get the 30,000-foot views just so you can get a basic idea of, of what the, the concept is we're trying to get. But we also make sure that we land this plane and we get down where, where life happens, down in the mud and the weeds where where decisions are made and it's tough and there are sacrifices and it's it's not always easy. But one of the things that we always want to encourage young families to do is to start somewhere. Uh, right. There's nothing I can do for you if we're, if we're 20 years too late to start making an impact. But if you start soon, then uh, then we can really have time to, to make an impact. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, just echo what Dane says there. I mean, that's a great analogy, that the, the plane ride and – you know, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, let's get something in place now. Even if you're not able to fund the full amount needed to accomplish the goal today, we want to get families started on building that solid foundation for their futures. And, you know, I mean, I think there's that stigma of, you know, we don't have that much money right now. But guess what? We know how to allocate it properly so that we can get it to work for you. Exactly. You can't start that discipline mindset soon enough. No, you used the correct word there, discipline mindset. It is really an idea about understanding this complex subject called financial management or financial, you know, the, the whole idea around finances. But but what they're doing is this this whole seminar is to shape up a family's financial knowledge and then they help them make decisions with this one night, the seminar covering its budgeting, saving, investing, real estate, insurance, right. all of that's rolled into it. So you got some guys that are going to be speaking to them, and I just appreciate them doing that. So if you got would like more information about it, of course, you can call the office at 7577. Mark the date down, though. It's uh, February the 26th. February 26th. Dane and, Williams and Nathan Powell. And Nathan Powell. Don't remind, I want to remind everybody, the first annual high school investment competition, Germantown and Briarcrest, 100000 virtual cash. They'll be making trades and doing a stock market simulator. I'm excited about that. Excited to see what they come up with. And they can't buy you, so that right. means they got to make decisions. These are future entrepreneurs, investors, analysts, uh, business owners. Looking forward to hearing that. Hey, you know, and then and then next week we've got a, a big great guest, program, Bob, Bob Dahl. Absolutely. Top ten predictions and for 2015. To that. But you know, I'm a little kind of sad today. Art and I both. I will. I mean, and Art, me too. Know, uh, I mean, Art, you. I know you and I have had an opportunity to work with this guy. This is his last program as our co-host. Oh. As as the official co-host yeah, that's I mean, right but now you're going to be a guest with us well i am i am and you know guys i've got to go you know focus on some uh, some career t- type stuff you know when i fill out my 1040 i don't put down entertainer uh, <laughs> you know i do put down financial advisor so uh, and, and, and you should be glad that you do. <laughs> <laughs> that right. is a true statement that is a true statement but i guess you know we are a little remiss but we do totally understand but you've been a great host sir i have had a Wonderful time! I have enjoyed it. It's, it's, it's been a great three years. We've uh, we've had some great guests on. Uh, talked about some great stuff. It's it's been a been a great ride. You always bring a lot to the table. Well, thank you. I'm going to miss you. that. And uh, it's easy because uh, you're so knowledgeable. And I, I'm going to go sitting over there, and I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> that is not true. You have forgotten more about this than I would ever know. <laughs> well, I just want everybody to know that we have enjoyed working with you. You are a great guy and a great friend. And uh, I appreciate you very much, sir. Well, thank 
thank you, and I look forward to coming back as a as a guest co-host or as a guest. Can you come back? Next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I do want to thank all of our guests today, Nathan Powell and Dane Williams. Great job, guys. We really appreciated it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, Art Frederick, our program director, Francis Fortner, who does a phenomenal job as our guest coordinator, Katie Brashear and Eleanor Moskovitz, our production assistants. Again, do a great job working on the show. Jeff Long, our compliance officer, who always keeps us straight, and that is a full-time job. That's a full-time job. <laughs> Drew Johnson, who writes our Mid-South History Moments, and Rebecca Brazier, who reads them. I'm Keith Quinn. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Join Jim next week when he will help you make the most of your money. Jim Shoemaker, Keith Quinn, Dane Williams, and Nathan Powell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Securian Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.